Welcome to The Word This Week, where we believe that the Bible is more than just words on a page. They are the words we live by, and it's pretty cool too. We invite you to join us as we read through the Bible together this year. Teach me your decrees, O Lord. I will keep them to the end. Give me understanding and I will obey your instructions. I will put them into practice with all my heart. Make me walk along the path of your commands, for that is where my happiness is found. Give me an eagerness for your laws rather than a love for money. Turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life through your word. Reassure me of your promise made to those who fear you. Help me abandon my shameful ways, for your regulations are good. I long to obey your commandments. Renew my life with your goodness. That's Psalm 119, 33 to 40. And this is The Word This Week, episode 19. I'm your host, Brian Vaughn, and joining us today are Aaron Connor and Carson Vaughn. And we got to talk through several of the Psalms. We spent some time in 119. And some of the language that jumped out to us is this idea of walking in the ways of the Lord and delighting and treasuring His Word and allowing Him and inviting Him and asking Him to totally take control of our lives and be the center. So hang with us and join us in this conversation. Aaron, welcome back. Thank you so much. Yeah. Glad to be here. Carson, this is your first time. So why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing in life right now? Yeah. So I am your son, I guess is the first thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) Getting the feature on dad's podcast. There you go. Um, But I'm a college student in Nashville, Tennessee at Trevecca University and trying to wrap up a degree here in December for worship and church music. So it's cool fun yeah great and you just happened to have uh, as we're recording this finished up uh, the semester like yesterday yep. and, uh, and gonna be home for a couple of days so I thought oh we'll just pull you in yeah no sleeping in have fun yeah yeah that, actually that was uh, the real reason because we had to get up early to, <laughs> <laughs> to do this no, I'm just kidding uh, it was great to have uh, both of you here uh, with us on this is episode 19. That's crazy. We are still in the Psalms. And uh, really a, a fascinating thing is through this week's reading, we've read the shortest chapter in the Bible, which is Psalm 117, and the longest chapter in the Bible, which is Psalm 119. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about 119. But as I was thinking about a way for us to get the conversation going this morning, one of the one of the verses in Psalm 119 that stuck out to me was Psalm 119, 105, which says in the NLT says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet mm. and a light for my path. And my question for you as we're getting started here is how have you seen that played out in your life? Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Or when has the word of the Lord been a light to guide you uh, or to illuminate your path? Mm. When I was graduating high school, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I was kind of wrestling with the thing of like, I don't know if I'm good enough musically to really pursue this as a career. 
Um, but I was like, I knew that I was supposed to go to Trevecca and just kind of in the midst of that, in the midst of graduating, both of my grandfathers kind of, one of whom has passed away, mm-hmm. encouraged me with Romans 8.28, which says, we know that God works all things together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. And uh, was like in a car accident um, right around graduation, car flipped a couple times and um, my buddy and I like walked away from the car accident with no injuries, surprisingly, because of God, really. And um, my pop saw me that night, and when he hugged me, the only thing that he said was, 828, buddy, like, mm. you don't know what you're going to do, mm. but God's got a call on your life, and he'll show you the specifics of mm. that as you as you, as you, you walk in that and live it out. Yeah. So yeah. I remember that one a lot. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Well, the first book of the Bible I ever read was the book of Job. And I know that's hard. Wow. It's a hard book. but um, <laughs> That's a way to jump in. I wasn't raised in church. Um, I knew there was a God, but I was wrestling, mm. you know, with all these questions as a teenager. But when my grandma died, she served in the church her whole life. One of the mm. biggest Christian women I knew. And she suffered a painful, excruciating death. She had a lung disease. Mm. Um, and so I was like, if there's a God, why would she have to suffer? Yeah. And so I got my mom's Bible, flipped to the back and looked up. A reference for suffering, and I read the book of Job, and wow. um, I didn't. It was it was hard. I had to read it a couple of times, yeah. but it helped to start to give me some understanding um, of how this Christianity thing worked, yeah. you know. But His Word, even though I didn't have a clue as to how promising His Word was, His Word comforted me. And then the night that nine eleven happened, I still wasn't. I was. I don't even know if I was a lukewarm Christian. Yeah, at that point, yeah. um, I opened my Bible, and the first chapter I flipped to was uh, Matthew, and then where he said there will always be man against man, and there will always be war. Um, and so that scripture really helped my husband and I. I mean, I remember turning the TV on the Disney Channel because that's all you could watch without having to see this destruction mm-hmm. that happened. <laughs> but we opened our Bible in our bedroom, and we read we read that scripture. Wow. And so those are two really significant things that happened to me. Yeah. Before I became a Christian, you know, and now studying through the Bible and, and digging deep, getting the meat out of it, his promises that he promised people then still stand to this day for yeah. us. And yeah. so putting that together. Wow. And in, in those moments of like, I don't know what I'm doing or I don't know what's going on. Yeah. The Lord used his word to. Mm-hmm. To show you. Yes. To, or to at least give you some grounding. Right. Yes. And that's, that's pretty amazing. I, one phrase that's, that sticks out to me often, and I've used it when talking to college students a lot was, um, is this like, when you don't know what to do, do what you know to do. Mm -hmm. That's good. uh, I like that. That. that, I use that for my son. Your stories there. And that, that's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to wrestle with my grandmother suffering right now mm-hmm. or this tragedy that has just happened uh that that became so real for so many of us even though yeah. we were hundreds or thousands of miles away from uh from an event yet it shook us i don't know what to do i'm going to do what i know to do mm-hmm. and that's to open my to bible turn to the lord yeah, yeah. and yeah. open the word yeah that's good. thank you guys for sharing that i <laughs> uh 
You guys are both bringing me to tears this morning. Don't be doing that. I'm a sympathy crier. I'll <laughs> 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 be crying with you. True impact. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yes. So all of our reading this week has, has come from the Psalms. And so I want to just ask, what are are there some particular Psalms or verses out of some of these Psalms that, that were just jumping off the page to you this week? From Psalm 119, just off the bat here, as you were talking about, like, when you don't know what else to do, do what you know to do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a part in Psalm 119 that says, your promises have been thoroughly tested, and that is why I love them so much. Yeah. I'm insignificant and despised, but I don't forget your commandments. Mm-hmm. Your justice is eternal, and your your instructions are perfectly true. As pressure and stress bear down on me, I find joy in your commands. And I, I read that, I was kind of like, it's often in those times of pressure and stress that I take joy in God's commands Mm -hmm. and in his word the least. But yeah, I've been convicted by that this week. Just like if I'm not finding joy in those times of pressure and stress in the midst of finals and whatever it may be that's going on, like, yeah, good luck (laughs) in the rest of life. Like if I'm not going to lean in, um, in the times that are, that are difficult, if I'm only leaning in, in the times that are, that are good, then it's not gonna it's not gonna be good when those hard times come. I'm yeah. not gonna be ready for them. Mm-hmm. Right. One of the things that we've seen in the Psalms as we've as we've walked through them is these Psalm writers, and and you know the majority of them have been by by King David. So much of, of this is, is him leaning in in those difficult moments. Right. And I'd say a lot of these were written in that kind of first half of his life where. Uh, where he truly was trusting in the Lord, even though so much was against him, uh, he had he had been called out. You know, Samuel had had anointed him as as the next king of Israel. Yet <laughs> King Saul was still around, and yeah. and King Saul was was threatened by David, and so he he was running for his life. So much of that, and I think so many of these psalms come mm. from that. Yeah, and so he's he's reminding himself, I think, in those hard times. Right. Like, hey, lean in. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. leaning in. Oh, Lord, say, uh, Aaron, as we were talking earlier, I think you so many times said, save me or rescue me. Yeah. Or, you he know, repeats that a lot. Uh, he does. But I, I think that's a great insight. You bring up Psalm 119. And so I want to maybe sit there for just a minute. Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the in the Bible. And it's actually an acrostic written as as a poem. For and it starts with every letter of the of the Hebrew alphabet. There's 22 of them, and each stanza, each 22 stanzas has eight verses. What really jumped out to me as I walked through this is there's so much of that language, just like that that verse I mentioned to you right at the beginning of your word is a is a lamp for my feet or a light that mm-hmm. that illuminates my path. I've just been blown away of how much language throughout the Old Testament and then here in Psalm 119 specifically where our relationship with the Lord uses this language of walking with Him or walking yeah. in His path, walking in His ways. Mm-hmm. And there's so much of that in, in 119. In this kind of the second stanza there that starts around verse 9, around verse 10, it says, I've hidden your word in my heart mm-hmm. that I might not sin against you. Uh, skipping down a little bit. I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways 
I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. I just love that. I'll, I've, I've hidden your word in my heart. I will study your commandments. I'll reflect on your ways. I'll delight in your decrees. That just jumped out to me how that should be our posture. Yes. You know, delighting right. in the ways of the Lord, delighting in the word and, and walking in that, remembering, not forgetting. I've never read Psalms mm. this deep before. Yeah. I mean, I've read through them, but they've never stuck out to me like they have this time reading mm-hmm. through the Bible together as a church. They're very meaty. And there's, yeah. a, there's, a, uh, there's a lot of good stuff in there. And thinking about in context to where he's at, how he's feeling, like you were saying earlier, um, he's a very knowledgeable man, mm-hmm. for one. But a lot of these, they just have stood in my heart. Way different than they ever have before, yeah. you know. I guess that's part of studying your Bible. Study your Bible, people. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that, like, hidden imagery. Like, I've hidden your oh, word yeah. in my heart. Just, like, imp- I, I read, when I was reading through this, I was like, I, I don't really understand that. Like, I've hidden your word in my heart. Like, aren't we supposed to, like, come to Scripture, learn it, and then share it with each other? What's that mean by, like, hidden? But I, I looked up the word, and it's like, and uh, the tr- translations that I'm used to say, like, I've treasured your word in my heart. Mm. And I was reading the, in Exodus, which we read through, when Moses's mother is hiding him from mm. the Egyptians, hiding him from being killed. Like, it that's uses that same word there. That so in Hebrew, hid. it's the same word in here. Hebrew, it's the same word. Here. Yeah. It was, yeah. Mm. Hid away, like, something that's valuable to you, like the word of the Lord is like I treasure it, like a a valuable possession of yours. You're going to go and like lock it away in a safe so nobody can come and like steal that from you. Hmm. And I want to, I just, I just wanted that. I was like convicted by Psalm 119 that I was like, I don't think I really feel like David felt about scripture most of the time. Mm -hmm. Like I don't really treasure it like he did, Mm -hmm. but I, I, I want to. And just talking, talking like this together is like, it's cool, like hearing hearing you say like that. The Psalms and Scripture has given you language for like coming to being a voice in the times that are dark in your life. Like mm-hmm. it's in it, it even more so as we kind of been talking. Like in those times that Scripture can be the light to our path to illuminate those things and give language to and give us a voice to like process and walk through life like you're talking about walk walk with jesus walk with god how do you guys think we get to that point where we treasure the word of the lord or or, or treasure his ways his decrees Mm -hmm. you know how do we how do we get there i think it has to do um with your relationship with the lord and and if anybody's like me i have i pray and ask the lord to help my relationship with him to grow because there's so much as much as I would love to say, oh, yeah, I'm 100% totally faithful, but well, we know, know that that's not true. There's so much that stands in the way between him and I. Um, I ask him to remove. If it is standing in the way mm. of my relationship with you to grow, I want him to remove that. I asked him the other day to remove that, like he removed the want to drink alcohol, the want to do hair. Yeah. You know, I did that for 16 years, and mm. one day he's like, no, you're not going to do that anymore. And he mm. took it completely away. So whatever it is that's standing between him and I, ask him to take that away. Yeah. Um, because I get caught up. I get caught up in my everyday life, and this is what I got to do, and then I got to do this next, and I got to do this next, and sometimes I don't 
stop and take time for him like I need to. And so I feel it's it's as your relationship with the Lord grows. Yeah. Um you become more um what's the word I'm looking for? Mature, I guess, in your spirit okay. and in your and in, in your path and your walk with him, I think. Yeah, and asking him to make his desires for you, your mm-hmm. desires. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I, what I heard you saying. There. Yeah. Like his desires for you become your desires. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not that all of our desires are wrong, you know, but when we submit ours to his, then he right. reroutes those. Yeah. You know, and I could be thinking that, you know, I love to play this game on my son's tablet sometimes and I, you know, I love <laughs> yeah. it. But sometimes, you know, I'm thinking, well, I, I don't, I can relax and do this. But am I doing it too much? Should I be in the word more? Should I, you know? Mm. So I just want all of that removed. Mm. We talk about sometimes just leaving everything open-handed mm. before the Lord. Good posturing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm not, I'm not holding tightly to anything, Lord, in my life. There's a lot of great things in my life, but I, even those, I'm, I'm holding open-handed uh, before you to, to allow you to to shape me the way that you, you want to, mm-hmm. to allow you to redirect my, my passions and, and my desires. Mm. Um, one of the other verses, it's probably around one one twelve of, of one nineteen says your laws are my treasure and they are my heart's delight. Yeah. Um, and just thinking about, again, it's more of that treasure and delight language. And if, if the Lord truly is our treasure and and the most valuable part of who we are and what our life is all about, He's completely the center right. of it. Everything else revolves around us. Then, then He redirects those things. He redirects those things in our lives, even the good things, to put them in in their right place. Mm-hmm. Um, I often think about it this this way. I think the way we typically approach our lives. And this is whether you're walking with the Lord or, or you're not, or I, th- I think we have this tendency to be completely self-centered. And yes. so that like we are the center of our universe mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything else revolves around it. Yeah. And, and I think we even allow ourselves within, within the body of Christ to say, oh yeah, Jesus is a very important part of my life, but he's still revolving around me. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. I'm still setting the the context of of my life, right. whereas I really think what God calls us to. Uh, he mentioned eight twenty eight earlier. You know, for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose, He's the center. Like mm-hmm. He's everything, and He's invited us to come and and be a part of His story. And so then, if He's the center, then then all these other things of my life including my my desires and including my career including my family all of that is just revolving around him mm-hmm. and he becomes that that center and instead of asking the lord to revolve around us or even i think about the language oh I, jesus i invite you to come <laughs> come into my heart but it's more like god take control mm-hmm. yeah let everything i am and everything i do revolve around you mm-hmm. come be the center and i want that to be my approach to scripture yeah too like i think i often come to scripture with uh god revolves around me 
idea. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm not, even if I'm not like readily admitting that, like I come to scripture with like, okay, what can I get out of this that directly applies to my life? But it's so much more powerful when we sit in places like this and we're like, look at what David's walking through. Look at like where we've come as the people of God and the retelling of the story that is in these Psalms. Like it's not just about me and it can, it can have, God can have a specific word for me in this. Absolutely. And there's power in that, but also there's more to be found here. Like, like where, where have we come from as the people Mm -hmm. of God? And that's like what I'm trying to be mindful of these days is not just eisegeting, like, taking something from scripture to get out a little tidbit that's like oh you you should do this Carson because this is right here but like how how does this inform my life how does this like shape me into how does this apply in my walk with Jesus Mm -hmm. yeah and walking with him yeah Mm -hmm. I love that walking imagery I'm coming back to that again and again as Mm -hmm. we're talking about this yeah and when I read when I'm in the word not because I have an agenda or not because I'm saying okay I'm going to give you I'm going to give you 10 minutes. I'm going to go read. But when I just want to read, I, my spirit is just so different. Mm. You know what I mean? I feel like it's just different. I feel like and that I'm growing with him. Yeah. You know, but I have to do my part. You know, my son always tells this joke about this man stranded out in the ocean and he prays to the Lord and they send him a boat. And he's like, no, I'm going to wait on the Lord. And then here comes another boat. And I'm going to wait on the Lord. Well, he drowns and he gets to heaven and he's like, I thought you was going to help me. And he said, I sent you two boats. <laughs> you know, so that's how I feel sometimes, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, I, the word's right in front of you, Aaron. Yeah. You know, you got to do your part. So kind of what I'm hearing both of you saying is approaching it in, in such a way of like, okay, God, I, I'm giving you five minutes here. You better show me something good. Yeah. But rather, no, I'm just making space for you, right. Jesus, because I want to spend time with you and you, you pour into me what, what you, mm-hmm. what you want to pour into me. And I pour out my praise on you. There was one Psalm, uh, trying to think which one it was. It's, it's Psalm 150. Yeah. It's the, the end of the end of the Psalms. Uh, it says, praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty heavens, praise him for his mighty works, praise him, praise his unequaled greatness, praise him with a blast of the ram's horn, praise him with the lyre and the harp, mm. praise him with the tambourines and dancing, praise him with strings and flutes, praise him with a clash of cymbals, praise him with loud clanging cymbals, let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord, praise the Lord. And what I had written down in the margin there was sometimes... We just need to praise mm-hmm. and nothing else. Mm. And so even in in approaching God in the time that we we spend with Him, sometimes it's just all about praise. Yeah. yeah. And Lord, I I praise you. And I think we even see that in David because sometimes in those in those uh, in those darkest moments, that's where he turns his heart. He turns his heart mm-hmm. to praise, and uh, and sometimes I think it's it's almost just a I don't feel this at the moment. Yeah. But I'm gonna do it anyway. Aaron, what's what's some some other things that have stuck out to you? I would say the scripture. Well, I'm telling you, this was so good. I have stuff wrote everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really do. But I think um, the scripture that stuck out to me that I want to talk about is Psalms 141, um, about the second stanza. It says, "Take control of what I say, O Lord, and guard my lips." Don't let me drift toward evil or take part in acts of wickedness. Don't let me share in the delicacies of those who do wrong. 
And I wrote, be accountable out to the side. You know, yeah. we have to be accountable, um, but we also have to be aware. But through that, I feel like we can easily drift. And like I was telling Carson earlier, you don't even realize you're out and you're you're getting taken by the riptide before you even know yeah. it sometimes, you know, which is the ways of the world that influences the um, the devil's at work and he's at work hard. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in, I feel we're in a major spiritual war. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to, we, we have to be guarded, yeah. you know. That drifting imagery. Yeah. And the wise words of Dory, just keep <laughs> swimming. <laughs> Sorry. I love it. Keep it coming. <laughs> I can't think of anything or I'll be right back at you. <laughs> but um, I'll get something in just a second. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's saying, take control, Lord. Take, take control of what I say. So many times... Um, and I'm really guilty of this, and I feel like I'm getting better, but it's only through the Lord. But I'm really quick to, to snap back sometimes. Mm. And it's hard to take something. With your words, snap back with yes, your words. Yeah. Yes, yes, sorry. To, to snap back with my words if, um, if I'm offended mm. or um, take something the wrong way or, or if I'm hurt. That's probably the major one if somebody yeah. really hurts my feelings. Sure. Um, I think that's my defense mechanism. So I, honestly, I was just praying about this the other day um, for something you know, that hurt me last week personally with some friends. Um, but I don't want to be that person, mm-hmm. you know. And I was reading something this morning about having grace. You know, you need to have more grace. And that's hard to do without the Lord, you know, to have the amount of grace that, that he wants us to have. So. Yeah. It's very difficult. I was going to use the word impossible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's very difficult without, unless we're walking in the spirit, mm-hmm. to show grace when when we're hurt yeah. Or, yeah. or when we're offended. I talk about often, and I'm still processing it, you know, if this is exactly the right way to phrase it, but trying to trying to come to a point in my life where I am unoffendable. Mm. Um, you know, but also recognizing there are times where we are deeply hurt mm-hmm. and it's, you know, that has to be dealt with in a, in a healthy manner. But, yeah. but so, so many of the things that we that we let offend us offend us yeah i was trying to think of another word so are 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 really minor things right yeah and i think we'd find even so much more joy in our life if we were like you know what i'm just gonna uh i've told my kids throughout the years be be like a duck and just let it roll off your back you know the, <laughs> mm-hmm. the idea that water just rolls off a duck's back just let it you know let it let, let it, roll it slide back. um but I also don't want to ignore that. Okay, some some things do deeply hurt us, and so we have to mm-hmm. we have to process through that with the Lord. But like like you were saying, Aaron, like He needs to be the way that we work through these things, mm-hmm. the way we work through those hurts, the way we work through those words, perhaps that that do bring offense. We He has to be the way we process mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah, I mean, because I was... typically He's going to center us and orient us to that. My prayer the other morning was, why am I feeling like this, Lord? Help me deal with this. Get the devil out of my head. I don't want to feel like this. In all reality, if you step back and was, you know, seeing what was making me feel like that, it really was nothing. Yeah. But it, it hurt me. You know sure. what I mean? And I right. caught myself elevating my voice a little bit, and then I had to bring it back. So I was able to recognize before anything happened, which, I, hey, that's a win. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I mean, it really is. But, you know, once I was like, had a long time with the Lord, I'm like, why, why is this 
part of me like this. Mm. Yeah. You know, open my eyes, guard my lips. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I love Psalm 122. It comes in a passage of Psalms, a part of Psalms that I know we kind of talked about the uh, structure of Psalms mm-hmm. a little bit last week. Yeah. And Psalms 120 through 136 are what have come to be known as the songs of ascent. Mm-hmm. And they sing these later on, like after they were written, they would take these songs and um, sing them as they went up to Jerusalem, as they went up to the temple to worship. Right. And um, just the language in this, it says, they come to give thanks to the name of the Lord as the law requires of Israel. Hmm. I've, I've been reading this book for one of my classes at school. It's called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction by Eugene Peterson. And he talks about these Psalms of Ascent in his book. And he says that Christians will recognize how appropriately these songs, these Psalms, sorry, may be sung between the times, between the time we leave the world's environment and arrive at the Spirit's assembly, between the time we leave sin and arrive at holiness, between the time we leave home on Sunday morning and arrive in church with the company of God's people, and between the time we leave the works of the law and arrive at justification by faith. There are songs of transition, brief hymns that provide courage, support, and inner direction for us, getting to where God is leading us in Christ Jesus. Just often, I think in those times of transition, it's like so often I come to do the things that I know to do, the places that I'm in leadership or whatever my responsibilities are. A lot of times, especially like in church world, like I can come to those places and not really be feeling it, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. Um, and just there because I like have to be there. And there's a sense of me that like feels fake for that. And just showing up and, and worshiping, like, I think often many of us, like, will almost think, like, I shouldn't even go if, like, I don't feel like it. Like, I'll just be fake. But I love what Eugene Peterson says later in this book and talking about this very chapter. Psalm 122. Yeah, 122. He says that, I've never said that we worship because we feel like it. Feelings are great liars, and if Christians worshipped only when they felt like it, there would be precious little worship. Mm. Feelings are important in many areas, but completely unreliable in matters of faith. And on down he says, Worship is an act that develops feelings for God, not a feeling for God that is expressed in an act of worship. Mm. When we obey the command to praise God in worship, our deep essential need to be in relationship with God is nurtured. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's language throughout all these songs that we've led that's like a command, like give thanks to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like even when you don't feel like it, give thanks. And it's mm-hmm. often from those places. And I think personally in my life, like I see that all the time. It's like so often the times when I feel like doing it the least is the times that God shows up and is faithful to to mm-hmm. show me something and to, to give us the gift of his presence. And mm-hmm. We don't necessarily worship because we feel like worshiping. We come to that place because we worship. Mm. One of the things that's jumped out to me so much in in this reading through the Psalms, these writers so often are reminding themselves to to worship or to praise, Mm -hmm. even when, like you talked about, Carson, even when they don't feel like it. Mm. And I think that's a, a great lesson for us is we come to the Lord 
and we make space and time for him every day, whether we feel like it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you guys. It's been fun this yeah. morning. It has been Thanks fun. Me. Yeah. This was good. This was real good. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we want to thank the River Community Church for sponsoring this podcast. And if you have any questions about the podcast, feel free to reach out to us at TWTW at theriverCC.com. Or if you're looking for a church home in Cookville, Tennessee, be sure to check us out at theriverCC.com. Thanks, and join us next time on The Word This Week.